This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Ross, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, no, it is another Tuesday. This is knockouts and three counts. And uh man, the last time this guy had some shit to say, it ruffled a lot of feathers. So with his return to ruffle some more feathers, Uncle Chase is back and the motherfucker's married. How the hell are you doing, man? Aw, thank you for mentioning that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing good. Oh, I'm not doing good. I was going to say I was doing good, but guess what? I got fucking COVID. I have COVID. What? Yeah, I have COVID. Yeah, I had wow. no idea. I had no idea. I wasn't feeling too bad at all. And my girl was feeling bad, though, and she got tested and she has COVID. And then I, by proxy, have COVID because I'm going to keep testing. I don't know. Pretty I feel much, like, okay. Man. I don't feel too bad. I'm definitely have some symptoms, but I do have to drop out of my show this weekend. So that sucks because those guys pay me good and they have like a really good concept. There's going to be a cool punk show, like in an industrial techno show at the Dark Horse Brewery on Saturday. I was going to wrestle Frogun. There's still some awesome matches, guys. So please uh, support that company. It's Lethal Lucha. Go ahead and support them, please. I've seen them on Twitter. I know they follow us. So, I mean, shout out to them. Sucks you won't be able to compete. And damn it, the COVID bug got you too, man. I'm uh, I'm going through uh, some shit on my end because of the great times with COVID as well. No. So, yeah, dude, like I said, I don't have it. But, uh, yeah, let's just say motherfuckers are sisty. It has you. It has yeah, you. motherfuckers are sisty. We'll just put it at that point. Take that for what you will. Read between the lines, bitch. Anyway, uh... With that being said, how's the married life treating you? Yeah. Other than obviously sucking right now because of COVID, I mean, me and J-Bone went down there to the wedding, and can I tell you I've had more motherfuckers ask me about your suit from that picture than, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that bitch was crispy. And then this guy jumps into a, you know, lavender purple fucking suit after that. I mean, <laughs> Uncle Chase's wedding was insane. What up, Donald? What's up, Donald? Congratulations, by the way. Sorry, I did not get the uh, chance to make it out. Yeah, we can't get Corey out the house very much. No, I I worked that day. Literally, that was the day. By the time I called you, you were already up uh, back this way. Corey got child support, though, right? So yeah, I gotta gotta (laughs) know these these kids. These kids don't stop eating. I ain't getting no damn bridge card. So I got. I cannot stop working. I have to literally. (laughs) Like, you know how that shit goes. Well, I appreciate missed, you guys you coming missed, out. Thanks for asking. One hell of a you know, party, I gotta do it. Sure. I got to do a big. I got to. Oh, first of all, my wedding suit was very hot, so I'm glad I had another suit. It was a beautiful day. It was, like, too beautiful. Yeah. It was bomb-ass weather out there. I'm not. I'm totally not mad about it. Like I said, it was. Uh, it was a good time. We were doing all right, and he's already ready to go. Hot damn. Is that Uncle Chase water bottles now, or you got them on the merch table? Yeah, we got some uh, Uncle Chase tumblers, and we got some other stuff cooking, new stickers, keychains and shirts, of course, and 
yeah, I got a lot of big stuff coming up this month, so I got to up my merch game. I'm trying to make that bread. This economy is terrible. I got to make my gas money, brother. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to fill up that gas tank somehow, man. For sure. My move right now is I just, I'm hitting up everybody to drive me. And then I'll just guilt them into it. I'll show them like a new wrist lock and be like, hey, you know, drive me out. A wrist lock's worth at least two gallons. I taught you a whole wrist lock. Yes, sir. That equates to two gallons of gas, even at fifteen dollars a gallon. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. Better in prices. That bro. knowledge is, you know, priceless, baby. <laughs> Yo, what up, though, Christopher? I appreciate you always sharing all our stuff, my guy. I appreciate you. Um, with that being said, you know, you you mentioned how this month is going to be a real big month for you, um, and all the big matches. You know, you myself and jordan have talked multiple times uh at shows and you know you were talking about how you want this to be the last leg of your career but i mean dude from where i sit and especially after knowing you for a few years man you're really getting a bunch of big matches in this last stride so i mean are you still in that mindset that this is the last leg of uncle chase's run or are you you know having these doors get opened up and you're over here wanting to uh continue to test the water and see where it takes you you know it is still the that's still the plan i do have other things i put so much of my life into wrestling uh i'm trying to get on your level kyle i'm trying to travel get on my level i'm still working full-time busting my knuckles at the post office yeah that's that's commendable i'm you know i'm slinging bs i got a bs job i'm still focused (laughs) on some bs and you know no i'm trying to get my stuff straight but hey it's crazy to say it's hard to say because like every month has been crazier and crazier like who knows where it's gonna go from here honestly it's it's all happening so fast too i i got some other stuff in the works i can't even talk about so it, it's so crazy man um if well, you know if i'm wrestling bandito this month uh who knows what i'm gonna be doing in august who knows what i'm gonna be doing in october it's like it's gonna be hard to shut it down but that is the plan it still is the plan for real. I don't know, man. Something tells me that once you get on a roll, it's hard to cut that momentum. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard. That, I mean, if someone, someone want to throw some money this way, maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm still going, but it's all good, man. I mean, I got, it's all good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm blessed. Like, I, like you said, I planned on slowing down. Hey, and Cody, what's up? I plan on slowing down, and, and life isn't letting me. Yeah, it's getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> so, man, I might just ride the wave. We'll see what's up. There we go. Yeah. Just when, when he the... thought he had the answers to the questions, life changes the bullets in the gun. That's right. Dang, you have a way with words, man. You should I have a know. Where are you coming up with this stuff? You got this stuff written down somewhere? What the oh, hell? I promise you I don't. <laughs> Dude, we literally just had this conversation with somebody at work the other day. Um you know, actually, matter of fact, shout out to him. I'm driving a blank on his name. One of the truck drivers at work. We were talking about the podcast the other day, and he was like, man, that's a badass name you came up with. How'd you come up with it? I said, you want the honest answer? Or you want me to give you a bullshit answer? How'd you come up? I was like, dude, we were sitting there at a table, and I come up with it off the top of my head. So it was totally random. So this shit is totally random, total bullshit. As long as it sounds good, we're doing all right. That's and and Christopher bringing us the details. I told told you guys if you watched our Hell in a Cell post show that I thought that she needed to win this damn breakout tournament, especially since they put that tri- uh, Tiffany uh, Stratton in there with her. 
I like it. Roxanne Perez, formerly Roxy, your former Ring of Honor world champ, wins ah. the tourney mint. Uh, how you guys feeling about her, bro? Do you think uh, they'll actually use her good? Like if they move her up to like SmackDown or anything like that? Because I mean, they already seem to be moving her towards the title in uh, NXT. I don't like any movement from anybody from NXT <laughs> to main roster, to be honest. As history would show, it just doesn't uh, go well for a lot lately. So I vote no. Keep her. She's at down there. Oh, I'm please. not saying move her there. I'm saying, do you think if they decide to do that with her doing well in NXT, do you think she'll be able to survive? Or do you think it'll be like a lot of other names you can name where it didn't? I don't think she will. Sorry. Not for me. Dang. <laughs> this is like, Dang. I'm honest, bro. I'm yes, being honest, man. Dang. Let's be honest. It's just not the right place for a lot of good wrestlers. So it is. Dang. Right. What are you going to do? Hey, don't at me, as they say, right? As the kids say <laughs> nowadays. I don't get I mean, it. I mean, you're definitely right. The uh, If you look back, if you're a statistical man, if you look at the stats, yeah, it's not usually a successful uh, transition. That's for sure. You know, well, speaking of transitions, there's going to be a lot of transitions in this match with Bandito and all them. So tell me a little bit. I've been seeing your posts um, about this six man with you and Bandito and Matt Cross and all this, all these things. Dude. I mean, dude, Jack Evans. I mean, Jack Evans. Is I was about to get there, too. Jack Evans is a legend. That's so it's so wild to me. And, you know, he's such an inspiration to me. I have a picture with him like when i'm like 14 me and our boy Corey, and we're with jack evans and like he's always been an inspiration to me so this is really amazing i never thought i would work with him never thought i'd work with bandito who inspired me like in the last you know five years of my career so i i'm so influenced by lucha and to wrestle like two of the best luchadors ever in my opinion it's 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 amazing and we got some great aiw guys in there mikey montgomery He's a young guy. He's good. Just got Chase Oliver. It, it, it is good. He He's good. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I think we're going to do something special, man. And it's great when someone believes in you like that. And it's crazy. Like, it's crazy to think about because, I mean, when we first started hanging out, I was wrestling, you know, little, little shows, just talking back in my day type of stuff. And now – I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing it. I'm out here. I'm on IWTV multiple times a, a month, you know? It's, it's crazy. Bro, I remember you literally wrestling in backyards, dude. Right. I would, I well, would, sh- I I would still, show up these I would show these things like, what the hell's going on? And you guys would have the whole setup, the whole gig and everything. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. You can still book me for your backyard shows. Don't get it twisted. Your backyard barbecue brawls, bro. <laughs> Let's go. go. <laughs> you pay my booking fee, bro. And put me against, I got it. I mean, hey, we might, we might just have to throw a knockouts and three counts backyard barbecue, you know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm waiting for the knockouts and three counts battle royal title. So, you know, like, you know, speaking of things that we need to get started, you know, I've been talking about this for a while because many of the listeners have been talking about it. And if you guys would go to a thing like this, you know, let us know in the comments. But I think we need to have the return of the knockouts and three counts uh, pay per view parties and shit, man. Yeah. Because anyone that ever came to any of our parties for that shit knows that that shit was fire. We used to, with our buddies from breaking down the ring, we used to pack up the top of the B-dubs and all that stuff. So if any of you guys are listening and just so happen to own a fine establishment that would like to have a little bit more business, you know, once a month for wrestling pay-per-views, twice a month if there happens to be an AEW pay-per-view, you know, I can tell you we might just be able to help you out. So anybody hearing that, my DMs are open. 
But and you get a chance to party with Kyle. The dude's an animal. This for, fair. <laughs> yeah. So it says the guy that almost killed himself with the margaritas, huh? Oh my god. Hey, wasn't I walking around with uh, glasses of tequila at your wedding or something? They said. Oh yeah, he was double fisting glasses of tequila. Bro. It looked. J Bone was ready to go, and then was like, pay- he was like, "Holy shit, man! I got drunk. I was like, you down to thirty ounce margarita in about ten minutes." Bro. When in Vegas, right? I ain't mad at you. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, uh, I mean, sir, you were you were you were ready to go. I was ready to go when we got to the gym, and he said he was sitting down. He was ready to go after we got done at the Nerd Bar. Shout out to Johnny from the Nerd Bar. Love uh, the Nerd Bar. I love the Nerd Bar. I mean, where else hey man, Johnny's the homie, man. Now every time we go through Vegas, I got to stop through there and say what's up. We got to kick it with uh, Chris Bay and them while we was down there. Oh, Hopefully, nice. we're gonna be bringing him to the show. Uh. Yeah, man, I saw two girls fight over a mechanical dick. Uh, <laughs> that was wild, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm, bro. They, I mean, sounds, you know, only they like they say it only happens in Vegas, bro. But I mean, she had to fight yeah. every other female on the way out as she was being. Oh, caught. dead ass, dude! Like she's trying to throw punches from standing on top of the thing while this other girl's outside of like the big blow up thing, and we're just standing off to the side, and I'm sipping my beer, just enjoying the entertainment. Like, what the fuck? We were all just good a couple minutes ago. Some people just can't handle Vegas, bro. Yeah, there's nothing like Vegas, dude. There's nothing like it. Hey, Hey, dude, I had a margarita and watched what? Who's the band? Spandex Express or some shit? No, Spandex Nation. Spandex Nation, even better. Fucking what a wild rainbow in the dark was badass. That was badass. Uh, But speaking of what's going to be badass, like I said, we were talking about your match for uh, AIW coming up, man. Um. Is there anybody in, you know, one thing that jumps out to me is, man, you and Matt Cross, bro, you guys just keep seeming to cross paths at this point. How huh? you see what I did there? But um, with that being said, you know, you guys keep seeming to cross paths. Now you're going to cross paths again at AIW, you know, with all these different styles. I mean, how do you see this match going and how do you feel about getting in the ring to uh, mix it up with Matt Cross again? I think it, it, this I think that guys are going to be surprised. I'm going to really go out of my way to show how I have some really authentic Lucha style that I'm not normally able to do with certain type of people. Festivus oh, might be a real thing. Yeah, let's go, Donald. I would love uh, that. Festivus might hey, be a real thing. I damn it. We can draw. We can <laughs> County. I guarantee it. Um, Who's got a ring? Oh, I, come on. We not. I got hookups on plenty of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. BCWA ring right now. Um, I, yeah, I get, let me just, I guess if we're plugging my stuff, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be sick. It's going to be a special thing. You know, it's not going to be a throwaway scramble. We're talking about a main event scramble match. You know, it's going to be long, probably. It's going to be grueling. It's not going to be, you know, I'm hanging out on the outside and I jump in. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be in the ring at all times because that's the only way you're going to be able to win is staying in the ring to pin the guy. Uh, I'm a veteran of the scramble game. I'll, I'll take on two, three, four dudes at one time. I've done it before. It's proven fact. So I'm just going to keep on doing it. I'm I'm ready. I'm primed up, dude. I've been training. So you see, I'm hyped up right now. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Like, <laughs> I really am not going to let this opportunity slip. I think I'm going to wake some people up. I'm going to be getting the new followers. I'm going to you know, be getting the haters. It's going to be good. So I'm going to start blocking some of my friends just to show them how good I am. I'll type the shit. J-Bone. 
<laughs> Damn, he called you out too. How you feel about that right now? Hey, the, the bougie side is no, coming out. Huh? You guys, you guys should come out. You guys should come out to AIW one time though. For real, it's so special. I would totally be down to make that Dude, trip. You guys Road really trip, should. Huh? It's gonna be another special card. We had Suzuki versus Broner last time. It was so amazing. Hell yeah! Shout out um, to past guests of the show, Isaiah Broner. Always shout out because he's the one of the best guys on the scene. Like professionally. He's, you know, backstage, he's always a good dude. He'll always talk to you in the ring. He gets it done. And he tells a different story than the other guys that are going to be on the show. And that story is do not get hit one time or you're done. I, I don't want to wrestle him, but I love watching it. It's fantastic. It only takes one, dude. It only takes one. You know, he likes to put in his captions, you know, when he knocks these people out with these clotheslines, you know, call God. I mean, dude, real. I feel yeah. like I can see God having to enter a few people's bodies after those clotheslines. Uh, dude, Isaiah Broner reminds me of Derek Lewis, it, where it's just like, <laughs> you know, like when they get inside, like he can knock you out, like, and, and that's it. And then it's just like, he okay. Why would he block you? <laughs> oh, yeah. The last show I was on. He blocks all <laughs> his friends, man. What do you mean? It's all um, good. Oh, so he's super bougie then. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got to get to J-Bone. I noticed J-Bone is just under 100 followers on Twitter. We got to get him up. Yeah, am I? Uh, Hell yeah. Go follow J-Bone. If you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share this stream. Let motherfuckers know to come hang out. You know, out, make sure man. you follow my man's on Twitter. Corey needs some followers. You talk about followers on Twitter. Make sure you follow Corey at Fight Fan from the 313. I just I just look from the outside. I barely even post. I'm, I'm <laughs> out front, hands from the outside. I, Dude, Twitter is a world of toxicity and just horrible hot takes. Yes, and yeah. I love it. That's why I grew up on. I grew it's, up on that. I'm like, like that going to that. Grew up on the toxic message boards, you yeah. know. So I'm I'm all I'm here for it. Let's go. It's like going. It's like going to that really dirty bar, but getting the best drinks all night long. Oh, so that's that's what you that's you, you know, all day. Bro. You know how I am. You know how I am. Man. Yeah, you know, except for when the beers cost sixteen dollars. Fuck that shit. Come on, you know how I roll, bro. Come on. Um, real real talk though, I do. I don't want to talk about my stuff all day. So let me get my plugs out of the way because I want to hang out with my homies. Uh, one, I'm coming back to BCWA. I'm gonna be. Uh, that was where we were going next, man. You know, shout oh, out to Bill Martelli. Hit nah. me up saying he missed us at knockout at uh BCWA last time. Yeah, missed, missed us at knockouts too. at three. I missed it too. I was up north, but uh, this month I'm gonna be defending my title again. It's gonna be in a scramble match, from what I understand. So you're like the king it. of the scrambles at I this am. point. That's back bitch. to back, and that's back to back. So Friday AIW, uh, Saturday we're gonna be doing BCWA. Um, the next weekend after that, we're going back up to Mr. Chainsaw, and we actually have a live show on IWTV at Mr. Chainsaw. We normally aren't live on IWTV all day. There's two shows. Day there's two shows, so there's gonna be a daytime show and a nighttime show. Uh, Uncle Chase is gonna hopefully be on both, but I'll definitely be on the first. And it's gonna be important for me because I love Mr. Chainsaw to uh, represent live on IWTV. There's not gonna be any other shows on at the time because it's during the day. So this is gonna be for us. This is gonna uh, utilize the younger talent like Solo, guy, guys like uh, Kyler Coleman, uh, new Adam Wick, like younger guys like that. Uh, we're really gonna put on a show. These guys feel the pressure. They know it's their show. And uh, make sure you guys check that out. Mr. Chainsaw always puts on the best shows. You guys need to get up. That's another show you guys need to get up at. Yeah. Get up at Mr. Chainsaw. 
I mean, bro, I'm down to make these road trips, but I mean, dude, it's just that they're far. That's why I wasn't at the <laughs> TWC fights on Saturday, bro. I was headed out there. I would have gone out there again. Shout out to past guests of the show, Bad Chad Decker, picking up his pro debut dub, choking mm-hmm. homie out in the first round. And then uh, shout out to past guests of the show, Adrian Hodgebeach, which still to this day happens to be one of our highest ranked uh, YouTube videos. You know, shout out to him. For capturing that TWC welterweight strap, I don't know what's next oh, yeah. for the uh, for Adrian, but uh, yeah, man, dude's already fought in Bellator a few times. Uh, we'll have to see what's next for him, and uh, yeah, make sure you guys are checking us out this Thursday too, man. Britton Hart making her debut on the show. BKFC's Britton Hart will be here this Thursday for a fight with Beck Rawlings. So. Like I said, we don't just get down with the squared circle, but we get down with all the squared circles. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out to my boy Conrad. He was on that card, and he got his ass beat. Oh, no. <laughs> so shout out to him. That was his first one. <laughs> he said shout out to him. Damn, why'd you put him out like Great that? Great guy. Great guy. It was so nice to see him get hit. No. <laughs> no. For real. Guy's the you, he loves his friends, don't he? Guy is he loves his friends. Guy. Just in a different way. Um, really stood no chance, but good job, though. Um, <laughs> after that, um, <laughs> my next show, I'm coming back to GCW. I got the GCW rub. I'm coming back on the 30th. I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing. I'm so hyped up about the AIW match. I don't know where I fit in on the GCW card. Probably a scramble. Hopefully Gringo Loco's in it. Hopefully Yoya's in it because I want to powerbomb somebody. I never wrestle anybody smaller than me. There That's the only go. request I have. Gringo Loco's not smaller than you. No, but Yoya is. Yeah. I want to wrestle Yoya. Oh, so he's trying to pick out Yoya. That's what we're yeah, getting. Yeah, yeah. I would like to power bomb a man oh, um, before I retire. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, bro. You got to get it how you live, homie. It is what it is inside that squared circle. I mean, tell me about that, though. Have you, you know, like we know at the beginning of pandemic, you got to do your thing with GCW there and you were there um, since. And now as we go into this show, you know, directly after AEW's debut here in Detroit, I mean, have you gotten any feedback from GCW as far as like, you know, them seeing what you're doing outside of there and wanting to bring you back more regularly? Because I don't know, man, I feel like every time you've been on the GCW cards, you go out of your way to kind of try to put yourself out there. I was just wondering if you've ever, you know, if you're getting the same feedback from Brett and the other GCW guys. Not really, no. Um, when I see Brett, uh, he's he always he always tells me I did a good job, but we don't like talk outside pretty much, you know. Um, I think I just keep my head down and post clips, and it is what it is, pretty much. Book me, yeah. I, I bring something different. That's the thing about. I think that's why I do get booked to GCW is because. I do. I bring something a little bit different. Uh, they have plenty of guys on there that are going to be super kick banger matches, but Uncle Chase is going to bring something like a little bit different. And I think that's why I'm getting the book every now and then. Uh, Brett, I don't know what I talked. I talked to Brett recently, and I don't know why he thought I moved out of Michigan, but he didn't even realize that he thought I moved out of Michigan. So he hits me up and he's like, "Oh, you still live in Michigan?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, well, come out to you know." Then he sent me the date, you know. So that's the story with that. I'm not sure what happened behind the scenes with that one. But, um, yeah, so I'll be back at GCW. And, yeah, I do go out of my way to kill it at GCW, obviously. Who knows how many times I'm going to get that again. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm happy. And after that, GCW, the next day, 
Deathmatch Circus, ICW, Deathmatch Circus, and um, I'm going to be out there with my boys. We're going to be out there having fun. You I definitely think I'll have to make it out there that. for a little bit. DMAC was all over us talking about we got to be there at the Oh, smoke yeah, out. come out. Come out because it's so much fun, dude. And that's the, that's that's the, the thing about me. Week, like, right? And that's the thing about me, and I spoke on it bef- a little bit just now, but, you know, I'm, I want to go out there and support because I love Deathmatch Wrestling. I love wrestling. I'm not the type of guy that's going to be like, oh, why am I not on this show? And it's because, you know what? I'm not a deathmatch guy. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I deserve a spot. Like, no, there's spots for everyone on different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, if I'm not bringing something different to the show or if I'm not working that type of style, I'm not Justin Kyle. Like, I'm not going to fight in the pit, you know? So instead of hating, I'm going to go out and support. I buy my ticket. I go, I hit my boys up. I hit J-Bone up. I'm like, let's go to deathmatch circus. Let's go support because who knows when it's going to come back. You know, speaking of that, when's Uncle Chase going to make, like, one of these road trips with us? Because you imagine the shit we would have got into on that vlog if we'd have brought yeah, his ass I can't imagine, which is why I, you know, am just a, I'm a wrestler right now. When I retire, <laughs> oh, God, we're going to go, we're going to let loose. It's going to be crazy. Do you imagine the three or four of us in Vegas, dude? I don't know if we'd make it back, to be honest, but. Oh my I already God. had people asking how I survived the last one. They're like, wait a minute. You went to all those shows and got your ass up and went and trained and all that on vacation. I was like, look, bro, I don't get to get away from slinging the mail very often. So that's all the more reason if you haven't already done so. Make sure you go check out that vlog and check out uh, all that shit that we got into Big in time. Vegas. It's- they call them Kyle credentials. My man can go anywhere, bro. Bro, I'm trying out here to get these credentials. AEW, if you're listening, you know, we're here in Detroit. But, hey, did you hear uh, the story about um, when I reached out to AEW? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, Please tell oh All my dude, I had, like, so many of my friends, like, told me to go reach out to them. I wasn't thinking about it. But then I, you know, I got something rolling right now. I got the ball rolling. So I reached out, and I fucking spelled the guy's name wrong. No. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like was super nice about it but he definitely called me out at the same time um so i was like hella embarrassed you couldn't even pull the autocorrect answer <laughs> dude you know what you know what his guy's name sean and i spelt it like um you know like a, like my like my best friend's name sean not so it was very funny and um he was pretty cool about it but he definitely called me out in all caps and then I felt super embarrassed. <laughs> but, I feel um, bad, dude. When I when we interviewed Marty Bell, you know, we were talking about her match when we sponsored uh, Mission Pro, and she was taking on Alex Gracia, and I said Alex Garcia, and she she like corrected me, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh dude, that's <laughs> awesome. It it happens, but hey, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not going to at AEW. I'm saying I'm just saying that oh. what happened that's just what happened. It was super embarrassing, but the guy was super cool about it. Well, we'll be at AEW just saying. So, yeah. Of course, you're everywhere. Of course, everywhere I look, Kyle credentials. He's all over, bro. Hey, those you aren't credentials. Bro. My bank account is hurting. Your new <laughs> handle, bro. Your new Twitter handle should be Kyle credentials. I mean, if they want us, if they started handing me out credentials like that, I mean, I'd be all for it. Hell yeah, let's go, dude. I mean, I just tried to get some for AEW for Detroit and for Forbidden Door because, I mean, there you go. There's a road trip for you. I've been trying to talk this asshole into going. We need to go to Forbidden Door, bro. How many? Come on, you got him go. You got these guys going out all over. They can't make every show, man. That's why I didn't go to Hell in a Cell. <laughs> um, but. 
that's where I'm at. Hey, but AEW's coming to Grand Rapids. You can that you might be able to cop something for there. You got any contacts over there? Uh, I mean, I a couple people with Starcast stuff like that. But I mean, I uh, I shot a thing through. I mean, I talked to him about media. Like I said, I mean, we did uh, the stuff for three and four. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, like like you said, I mean, my that's our philosophy here at Knockouts and Three Counts. We're everywhere. You'll never know where you're gonna find us. You never know where it's gonna pop up. Like I say. Best, you know, put it this way. All I know is the show is growing, so all of you guys that are watching right now, we greatly appreciate you. Yeah. If you guys are new here, make sure you hit the subscribe button and share it and all that good stuff because, you know, this is literally, and J-Bone can attest to this, we were sitting there drinking at the bar. This is literally the last two times we've went to Vegas. Somebody from some other state has stopped me and said that they knew the show from something else, and then there's the guy running up wanting to take the picture at the hotel made me feel like we were doing something, <laughs> hot damn it. So, yeah. you know what? Who knows where the hell we'll end up next? Um, I don't know. That's, uh, that like I said, Uncle Chase on one of these road trips would make for uh, would make for a good time. That's good well, I've been flapping my gums. J-Bone, what you got for Uncle Chase, bro? I'm just checking out I'm just checking out Steve Austin back there. He keeps wanting to make a cameo. Steve Austin? Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah that's get the cat, Steve Austin. That is a great name. That is a great name. It is, dude. It is I want to go back to uh, to the the scramble with Bandito and Jack Evans and everybody. I mean, I know you said you idolize these guys, and, and rightfully so. But how does one exactly train for a freaking match like that? Because that's that's kind of you can't expect anything. He's the match. scramble king. Expect yeah, nothing or expect everything type of thing. No matter how you you got to keep your head on. The question screen. is, do you eat scrambled eggs before you go into a scramble match? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Get that yeah. protein. Dog. You watch scramble porn. You eat scrambled eggs. You get you get it going, bro. You got to keep it scrambled. You got to stay scrambled. You live and breathe scrambled. But um, no, I'm prepared. I'm prepared, bro. I might mark out for real, for real when I'm in the ring. I might. Bandito's a lot bigger than people think he is, too. He's a, he's yeah. a, big, he's a big cat. Um, I think I might mark out a little bit when I'm in the ring, but uh, you 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 can only do it for like a half a second. And then you got to be prepared. And I'm going to bring yeah. my best. Even though I got COVID right now, I'm going to be in the ring. I'm going to be in my living room, busting my ass, working out. Uh, you know, I got to hit my quarantine, my quarantine uh, jail, prison workouts. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to ask J-Bone about You're it. You're going to be playing many men in the background? Absolutely. That's the only way. That's the only many way. Many men. Wish death upon me, no, I don't fly no more. I wouldn't expect any <laughs> other answer than that. That was great. <laughs> well look man i'm hoping i'm hoping it's not the last leg of your career like you were saying earlier because well, even if so it's, I mean, like it's been such a, it's been such a crazy year i mean it's still got a whole half a year so there's only a few more things i really want to do i want to work in mexico but hey i'm wrestling bandito i'm wrestling jack evans i still want to work in mexico i really do um i would love i would love to have a death match because i mean that's what i came up with watching that's how I was introduced to independent wrestling was through death matches. Um, I got tattoos that, you know, uh, from deathmatch wrestlers and shit like that. Like, I, I love that. I love that shit, bro. So I do want to have one intergender match would be nice. Get a couple intergender matches. And uh, I want a main event Mr. Chainsaw before I retire, for sure. I want a main event. Mikey Zero, things. you hear that shit? Book so, it. I mean... Uh. You have Isn't somebody on that deathmatch hit list or what? Yeah, I want I want to wrestle Neil Diamond Cutter really bad. Or Ooh, Akira. There we go. 
Or Akira would be a good one too. There we go. Like I mean, yeah, I, sounds I like a good. One. Sounds yeah. like a good time to me. Oh, one yeah. thing you kind of uh, spoke on earlier, at least started to, but I didn't didn't get to uh, get to the question because something else got asked in between. You kind of brought up the evolution of your uh, wrestling career, where you, like you said, went from backyards, went to just kind of wanting to take it serious, but not being able to kind of take that next step to now, to your point, you're on IWTV multiple times a week, multiple times a month type. What, what's your thoughts going in? These guys keep bringing up the last stages of the career, but I want to hear more thoughts on the evolution. What's got you to this point? You know, um, somebody actually brought that up to me at the last uh, chainsaw. Yeah. I, I try to be a figure to these newer kids and, um, go to training and talk to them and, you know, try to pass the legacy on. And I, and they wanted to know this also, like, how did this end up happening? And I really feel like the reason the bookings I get, I get through not what I'm doing necessarily now, which is good, but it's more about the legacy of my career and, um, where I started like 11 years ago, I, I was working AIW, you know, 12 years ago, wrestling Johnny Gargano and shit, dude, like, when I was 18, 19 years old, I, I really was like one of those guys that came out of the blue and put put in work when I was young, disappeared, blah, blah, blah. Um, not a lot of people like recognize, the OGs realized, but I was the first wrestler that had a YouTube channel that updated weekly that, you know, talked to fans and blah, blah, blah. And was I getting 500 views? Yeah, but it was 2007, 2008. And those were hardcore fans and those hardcore right. fans spread the word. And that's why I would wrestle on the East coast a lot. And, and that's why people know of me and know of my career. That's why I got booked for GCW at the backyard show was through, you know, people talking about my YouTube channel, about my earlier backyard wrestling, about my earlier matches and um, the OGs know, it, I think that's in everything's a comma, you know, Cumulation of that. It's not that's not the fucking word, but everything's um coming together because of that. Um, my legacy as a whole, not necessarily my body of work right now, even though it's really good right now. I think it's more of an appreciation for everything. That that's honestly how I feel. And that's anytime I go to a show and I talk to the OGs, the OGs talk back to me, like, man, you know, I used to watch you twelve years ago because I had content readily available. And I think that's working out now. Yeah. And like, and like Donald just said, I was at beyond beyond wrestling, which is such a huge organization now at the beginning, I used to live with the promoter. Like I was uploading the, the matches to the computer on the capture card and making the DVDs. And um, I really was, I really came up with a lot of the guys who are main event players now. And I feel like the <laughs> just like show me love from that. And I got a really unique gimmick now too, you know, Yeah. back in the day when I was having all these ma crazy matches, I was doing the things that guys are doing now, but 10 years ago, um, that wrestler I was 10 years ago, they don't need that wrestler anymore on those shows, on these shows now, because everyone else is doing that. So I think that I present something so different, plus the knowledge of the generation before me who came up with this style. And uh, I think that's why I'm getting used now. I really do. That's the point you made. Um, you're right, though. A lot of people do use that that the crazy style like you used to use years ago. 
was there ever like a point where you realized like, okay, it's time for me to kind of switch, go to something different, kind of, you know, switch my style. Was there a point that that came across your mind or what? Um, not, not in particular, to be honest, I was still going a little bit crazy. Um, my back hurts. Um, so that was one thing. Also when I had knee surgery, I think that changed everything. Uh, having knee surgery, going from knee surgery to the pandemic to, you know, gaining the weight, um, and then just coming up with the character kind of just made sense to slow down. And also one other thing I will say, I've said this before, but like, I, went up to this guy, Josh Raymond's house. Josh Raymond runs IPW. He used to wrestle with Josh Abercrombie back in the day. Um, he brought, he wanted me to go up to the students and teach them stuff. And he was telling me moves I used to do 10 years ago that I forgot I did. And he like unlocked something in my brain where he, where I was like, oh no, I used to be really good at a certain style. I used to be really good at technical wrestling, but I was five foot four, 125. No one wants to see that guy be a technical wrestler, you know? So I didn't, I never used it. And then Josh kind of reminded me, you're a really good technical wrestler. And I was like, oh shit, I am. You're right. I gotta, I gotta do this now, now that I'm bigger. And it's, it's really working out. There's Mike. Hey, shout out to Mike because he's putting, he's putting uh, Michigan guys on the map for GCW. And he's also from Pontiac. So shout out to Mike because, you know, not too many people, are you know in the community are from Pontiac, so big shout out to him. That's my homie. Hell yeah! Thanks for watching us, man. Um, like I said, I'm I'm really stoked for seeing where you end up. You know, the last thing I wanted to talk to you with about as far as your uh, scheduling and stuff like that goes, um, we talked about it um a little bit here, but you know, BCWA always has a spot with us, being that uh, they were one of the big ones that. Uh, supported us in the beginning so as you go there for your defense uh of the alliance championship you know how uh you know how are you feeling about bcwa and uh tell everybody why they should check bcwa out june 18th you know i think bcwa especially for the michigan fans who are watching right now um going to bcwa is not like going to the other promotions i feel like the other promotions have a somewhat similar flow um somewhat similar flow but bcba is completely different you're going to see characters that aren't on the other shows you're going to see more of a, a family friendly vibe uh, bcba always takes care of their fans they give away free stuff all the time you get to more interactions with the wrestlers it's more interactive than any other promotion um bcba it feels like family man it, it really is different and there's a lot of fans at bcba that don't go to the other shows it really is a different vibe and it's standing room. You know, we have to take seats out of the locker room every damn time, every time I'm on the show. Um, no, but uh, honestly, it is it is family. We're doing something special. We actually carry storylines. If that's something that you feel like you're missing if you from show to show, uh, we, we always show love to the podcasters. We always show love to the fans. We got concessions, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, that's it. It just feels like a family. It's different from the other shows that I work. It really is. And uh, honestly, I'm looking to go for that heavyweight title soon. It seems like that thing keeps bouncing around. It's time to get some, you know, some clarity. He wants the big strap. He said, yeah, I got an idea. Give me the damn belt. It's just a fact that I haven't lost in over a year. Um, 
at BC, BCWA and at Mr. Chainsaw. I haven't been pinned in over a year. Um, I'm really moving up, man. I'm, I'm out here winning my matches, so I might as well shoot in it for the stars. And it's what's the fans want too. You hear the reactions when I come out compared to other wrestlers. Like it's just, it's all facts, man. Why am I not going for the heavyweight title? And that's for every promotion I'm in right now. And that's 100. Um, one other thing I want to say is I am going to be wrestling in Lake Orion on the 26th. And I never wrestle in Oakland County. So it's going to be a really big deal. I'm wrestling at that taco fest. And uh, I'm really excited for that. I have some, I have some family coming out there. If you're in Oakland County, come out because we don't have a lot of shows in Oakland County. So come out to that. Well, I'll have, you know, I'm a, I like to be a shit starter in here. So I tagged Mike Blackwell in the comments and said, chase wants the damn belt. <laughs> uh Oh, give him the belt. Well, uh -oh. I Justin main, cause I'm sure he'll have some dumb shit to say to me. This guy is ridiculous. No we'll do. Uh, <laughs> shit. Call him out, man. I know. I mean, dude pops in. He wrestles three times a year, and he gets all mad about it every man. time he wrestles. Like, come on, dude. I'm in it. I'm out here. I'm out here. Come get you some, Mike Blackwell and Justin Maine. They also happen to be past guests of the show. So if you haven't already gotten the drift, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can go back and check <laughs> all these out on YouTube. But uh, I digress. All right. With that being said, you know, the other good thing about bringing Uncle Chase on here is Uncle Chase stays up to date on a lot of the things that we stay up to date on. So I figured Uncle Chase maybe could help us go through some of the things that we didn't get to talk about yet uh, from the weekend. Yep, for them kind of things. Yeah, I'll try. I don't watch too much uh, of that stuff, but I watched. Um, you watch watched MMA. Don't lie to me. Yeah, well, yeah, I watched some of the MMA stuff. I did also watch the uh Tournament of Survival for GCW. That was really good, too. See, there you go. See, you're, you're already on there. And the other stuff, you get, you'll you know where I'm going. Well, let's start there, dude. You know, UFC, I mean, I've said this before. This is why, like, all these UFC Vegas cards and all this kind of stuff, it's why I feel like they're getting kind of lefts. Um, what's the word? Like, sometimes they're not getting as much engagement on these cards. But, I mean, you had your main event, was Biggie Boy versus Volkov, and uh, man, did you get to see that fight? Uh, what were your thoughts on the fight, and do you think that it was too early of a stoppage? I, I think hmm. if you, oh, if you're go ahead, Chase. Sorry. Oh, man, I don't, to go? I don't give a shit. Um, let me just say, I think that maybe for a heavyweight fight, I want to see two knees on the ground type of for you know, before I stop it. It was, it was a little early. Who's to say two more punches it wouldn't be over? But damn, mm -hmm. it was a little early, especially for guys like Rosenstrike, who's not known to be knocked out. You know, he's he's a great, he has a great chin, great on the feet, blah blah. But uh, yeah, probably a little early for me. What do you guys think? I, I agree, probably a hair early. But I, I heard uh, Big John make the point that uh, the Vegas Commission always wants the fight stopped a punch early instead of a punch late. And uh, that kind of seemed like that type of instance because in that position, I don't think he was just going to automatically get up and not eat five more punches. And he looked like he was very much dazed and kind of not fully aware of the situation once he did get up. He was kind of like, uh... and then you could see like the emotion hit him like, oh, okay, I guess they did call the fight off type of shit. So I do think he was hurt. Did they stop it early? Maybe a hair, but 
this was at least it wasn't like title fight or something like that or even like number one contender implications or anything like that it was a main event so i could maybe wish they would have allowed circumstantially the fight to go a little bit longer but it is what it is i think it was kind of inevitable unless rosenstrup landed one of them bombs that he was throwing and he could have though he could have though that's the thing. And, that, and that's my only argument. Like, I know it's a fight by fight type of thing, but we've seen so much worse than that, dude. We've mm-hmm. seen guys totally just beat the shit out there and and still put on a good show and put on a fight and keep fighting back. These guys are fighters. They're warriors. And that's just what they do. But I'm not mad about the stoppage, but I, I do think it was early, especially for a guy like that, a guy that's never been put out like that, like he had a chance. He's always, he's always got a chance. Right. And who, who's to say he didn't catch him with one and we'd be talking yeah. a completely different thing right now. You know what I mean? It'd be cute, but I don't know. It's, you can't really make the argument, you know, cause like you said, I mean, he was definitely hurt. And I mean, let's not act like Volkov. Hurt. Let's not act like Volkov couldn't have finished him. Had it gone a few more seconds for either. Sure. because yeah. for sure. at, He already had him cracked. That's the thing. People sleep That's... on the fact that Volkov was already M one champ. He was in Bellator. You know, he did his thing, Bellator. You know, he's champ there, too, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was the um, Grand Prix champion. Yeah, that was it. He won the Grand Prix. He didn't win the heavyweight belt, but he won their Grand Prix. You know, he won the M1 belt. And, I mean, now, I mean, with this win, whether you think it was a quick stoppage or not, he's going to stay in the thick of that top 10 and top 5 type fights, especially with the way things are looking at heavyweight, dude. I mean, with that being said, you know, Uncle Chase might be learning how to play Guitar Hero and shit. You know, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, all of this talk with John Jones and Stipe? I want to see this fight. Is this not a fight that needs to be made at heavyweight? Hot damn it. It's the only fight that makes sense if they're going to do this interim belt. But before we jump into that point, I want to get your guys' quick thoughts real quick. Would you rather see more main event fights like this where it's kind of not even really for contention or anything like that or would you rather see two of the younger up and coming guys of a division move their way and try to earn their star power their next step in their career because i feel like us getting these recycled vets as main events just over and over again i think that's leading to your point kyle where the sport even for a hardcore like me kind of feels like it's in a moment where it's a little bit stale. And I feel like the only way to really build these contenders up is co-mains and main event slots. Cause that's the only way they're really getting the attention that I feel a lot of these guys deserve. I feel you. I, I, I do. I do feel you on that. Weren't, I mean, Volkov and Rosenstruck, they're like three and four though. Right. Like rank. That's yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're even that quite that high because Rosenstruck was coming off a loss, and so was uh, Volkov against Aspinall. So uh, I believe they were—I believe they were just shy of five, if I'm not mistaken, think, or maybe five and seven or something like that. I think they have so many shows that I feel like they do a good job balancing both. They do—they do maybe more for the lighter weight classes, though. Honestly, where they try to build up the people with the main events. But, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, but they just have so many shows. I feel like they can do both. They really can. Look, I just want to go out there and say I kind of agree with Donald, man. Like, I I used to be a John Jones guy, and and I respect the fighters and everything, but I'm sorry. That guy has fucking gotten so much trouble. It's pretty much a slap in the face, if you ask me, putting that guy in a huge 
fight like that, paying him big money. I, I don't like it, dude. I, I agree. Don't like I don't like it I at agree. all. That guy, that guy took the sport that he was the best in the world at, and he fucking slapped it in the face, if you ask me. That's yeah. just my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, as a short guy, when you're short, you got to hate John Jones no matter what before he did everything because he made a living fight like being the big guy, like being the like, taller guy, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, um, he's a piece of shit. And, and on top of that, dude, if you want to fight, fucking like fight, dude. You're not doing yeah. anything for the yeah. division. You're not doing anything for the, the sport. He's How many years has John Jones not fought? Like in exactly. his whole career, yeah. not to mention upwards guys that of five there. years. Okay, yeah, but let me play devil's advocate for one minute, though. I agree with that completely, and I'm not even saying that I necessarily want to argue what you're saying as far as uh, Jones getting back in the cage. But doesn't some of the the blame on John Jones not getting in the cage, especially since he announced that he wanted to go to heavyweight, have to do with the UFC and who they want to see him fight? Because nah, I feel dude. like we've been talking about him moving up at heavyweight for a while, and he's pretty much made dude. all intents and purposes known that he wants to fight at heavyweight. If this guy could have stayed out of trouble, he would be fighting. He'd have been fighting consistently. I agree with that. He's got to stay out of trouble, and that's no one else's fault but his own. I mean, that's why he's not with Jackson Wink either. Even if he, if I were even boss, if he didn't. I would never have him on my shit, dude. It just right. wouldn't happen. Yeah. Right. Well, that's I just, can – I can respect his move up to heavyweight and him wanting to actually truly build up into a heavyweight frame and him not just fight as a 205er that didn't cut weight, you know, like if he would have jumped immediately into the division. So I can respect that move. I understand once he was the like eight months in and rumors, rumors were already kind of rumbling that it was going to be him versus uh, Stipe before the Nganu fight, before Nganu ended up defeating him and inevitably winning the belt. But there was rumblings of it then, and he, he kind of sidelined it, said, I want more money, and not only that, I still want more time to continue to work on what – to make myself feel comfortable at this body size. I've put on yeah. all this size. I want to gain my speed back while being this size. Yeah, yeah he thinks he's going to go Super Saiyan and keep off his speed and keep off his uh, attributes. <laughs> as he gets it's older. not going to happen. Dude, yeah, he's, he he's scared. Older, so. Dude, he's so scared. Like, I'm so serious. He's a weak-minded person, obviously. He's clearly a very weak-minded person. Uh, on top of that, he has been humbled a couple times by people even somewhat his size. He is scared. I don't care what anyone has to say about it. He's not going to tell you that, obviously. There's something in his bones where he's like, I'm going to keep pushing this off until I get exactly what I want. And he's keeping the division behind. He's not doing anything for MMA. I don't. We don't owe him anything, dude. Like he's he's really no. not doing. He's he's not doing anything good for the community or for the sport itself. No, but the thing is, is if you look, there's two ways to look at it, right? Is obviously the clear way that the UFC themselves want you to look at it. They want you to look at it as the next big sport, the thing that's you know, top ten on ESPN, this knockout or some shit like that. You know, they they want that direction or. You can look at it, which I kind of tend to, which is the it's a competition of two people competing in martial arts to see who's the better athlete on the night. Whether the storyline behind it is somebody's a shit bag, fucking scum, you know, like <laughs> it, it is what it is. Go knock them out then. Insert oh, worst word possible. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like the Colby Covington type of thing, right? Like, you know, there's, there's, 
there's so many people that are under the UFC banner that you could arguably say have crossed the line in one way or, or another. The great thing is, if you're the next guy that goes and fights him, guess what? You get the chance to go and kick his ass about it or or, or don't. It, you yeah. know, it's up to you kind of how you, you know. So it's, I, I get your guys' point 110%. So many chances for somebody who's clearly, you know, still just a fuck up. But I, it's, there's something to be said about somebody who's other than, a fuck up in the octagon where he got DQ'd is essentially undefeated. It, it's hard to say, you know, we can't bring him in and bring him in for the heavyweight belt, especially in this instance where it's an interim. So you can argue that they didn't immediately pump him into the number one spot in the division. They're making him essentially fight for a number one contender's belt, essentially. Well, Donald's over here saying he thinks that. Alexander Gustafson whooped his ass and that Jones didn't beat him. Anybody got thoughts on that? I think if, the, I think if one, anybody, right? it's Reyes. I don't think yeah. the, I, Reyes was the one that beat him mo- most clearly, in my opinion. Because yeah, there right. was definitely a couple fights that were, you know, close. Like the Tiago Santos fight was very close as well. Mm. But I think if you're going to pick one out of his group, I would say Dominic Reyes won that fight. Well, well, Corey, I feel like we've been watching MMA for a long time, dude. Like, we yeah. know, we see the, the guard change, the transitional mm-hmm. between the uh, generations. I've, I've seen it so many times. I have no reason to think, even though Johns is young, mm-hmm. young, he's not who he used <laughs> to be, bro, and he's on a different frame. We don't know what he's doing right now, and yeah. that's the truth. And we've seen so many times people not uh, fighting at their natural weight, either up or down, get smoked. And I feel like there, there's a decent chance that someone who's been fighting at heavyweight for so long in this generation is going to be is going to know some things John doesn't know about fighting like that, man. I, I really yeah. feel that way. I feel like we're going to see it happen. It's going it's going to be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna cry. Um, I can't wait. Get in the get in the cage so I can bet against you, bro. I'm I'm waiting for it. Let's go. Not well, I know in in Dana's little uh, media tour that he always makes right before the pay per views, he said they are actively working on making that fight still. So it's in the works yeah. for interim. It's just a matter of when. I mean, eventually. I think that's the perfect so, fight if you're going to make one at heavyweight to be whoever's going to be the number one contender out of this. Because the, the one thing, the one thing for me, dude, is like I. I've I've said multiple times on this show, clearly not a fan of John's antics outside the cage and all those things. But at the same time, if we're we you gotta look at it this way too, right? Let's let's say that we weren't talking about John Jones. Let's just say that we were talking about um all right. Let's let's say Khabib before he retired decided he wanted to go fight at 170 and see if he could take the 170 belt too. Are you telling me that you're going to make Khabib Namagametov go down to the bottom of the ladder and fight like the number 15 guy. Chances are he's fighting number two, maybe number one, if lowest, maybe number three. And if he wins that fight, he's probably going to get the title fight. I think if that if if that's the kind of thing we're talking about when we're talking about somebody like John Jones, I feel like this is the best fight you can make. Because if he wins this fight, it's automatically going to let you know that John Jones is on par to be able to fight at heavyweight. If he's yeah. not on par to fight at heavyweight, somebody like Stipe will take it out of him. 
So I feel like this is the perfect matchup to make. This is the matchup to make because also look at it in this sense. For everybody that wants John Jones to lose, think of it like this. If Stipe beats John Jones, how do you then say that he's not number one contender or the next in line for Nganu whenever Nganu comes back, especially being the fact that Nganu won the way he did the last time that him and Stipe fought. If he goes in there and beats somebody like John Jones, I don't feel like we're going to see that many people that are going to have that much of a problem if John Jones comes back and fights for the title should he beat Stipe versus fighting whoever you want to point out in heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. unless you talk uh, father time and unless that has managed to catch up to Stipe, which heavyweights usually are the most resilient to father time, proven fact. But um, if if that is not the case and we see the Stipe that we all know and love, the guy that just brings it and basically has the same version of himself but slightly improved every time, I still feel as though, to your point earlier, uh, John Jones is kind of the old guard, but I feel like Stipe is the old guard as well. That's It's definitely a winnable fight for somebody like John Jones making his move up to heavyweight. I feel as though Stipe is the ultimate test because he is the goat of the division, essentially, and so is John Jones at 205, and that's why I love the matchup is you yeah. essentially get two Billy Goats in there against each other, one, at, one from 205, one from 265. Let's see and that would be how they would. Up. They'd have to market it like that. Yeah, it, that yeah. would the goats. That that would be interesting. I mean, I want to see the fight, but I'm tired of hearing about it, dude. How long have we been <laughs> yeah. hearing about it? Same. Yeah, over, a over a year. I'm over a year, man. Like, just, and the thing is, both guys okay. said they want the fight at this point. Like, it's not even like. La- last know. rumblings that I had heard is Stipe wasn't quite ready for the date they got offered, yeah, offered heard... which was uh, International Fight Week. So. Now I'm hearing the rumblings are September. Yeah. But I don't know. Hell, what if they put that on my birthday week? That might have to be a road trip I'm going to make. <laughs> oh, God. Another road trip. Hit the bell. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And guess what? I'll tell you just like I tell Kyle every time he bitches that that bell rings. Fuck you, too. <laughs> is it? He... <laughs> hey, but it is what it is. Well, before we get out of here, dude. I also, you know, like I said, we uh, did the post show for Hell in a Cell. If you guys checked it out, what did you guys think? Let me know in the comments if you guys want to see some more of those of uh, us getting on and giving our thoughts fresh off of uh, Hell in a Cell. But, you know, the talk of the town ever since then has been Cody Rhodes in that in that uh, peck tear. Holy shit, dude. That thing looked wild, didn't it? It looked gnarly. <laughs> like... Did anybody did you J Bone, did you notice like the gasp of the crowd yeah, when he took his yeah. coat off? Like the whole were like, oh I, shit. Even the even the commentators, they did such a good job at just like in awe at the moment. You know what I mean? It's just like everybody was shocked. That's what it was, just shock. It was it was it made for a great moment though. You know what I mean? Like it, for what it was, like that did a lot for Cody Rhodes, dude. That is gonna do a lot of things for Cody, especially when he comes back. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I mean, to, to take the best positive out of, you know, the biggest negative, he's hurt. But, like I said, it's going to launch him to the next dimension on Raw, dude. So, mm-hmm. hopefully he comes I back mean, better. Why are you flashing Matt Cardona? Oh, yeah, it's huge. Chelsea it's Green, maybe, but why Matt Cardona? <laughs> the, the picture is epic. It's going to be put up in art museums. 
Wait, is this oh, this the same? Is this guy from Pontiac that we were talking yeah. about earlier? Okay, son of a bitch. This is this is a real thing. Listen, hey Mike, oh, if you're listening, I'm coming to Kyle, add you on you Facebook right now. Kyle, you haven't seen this? I'm gonna send this to you right now. <laughs> Mike, oh I'm coming God. to be your friend on Facebook right now. Please add me. Oh my God, I gotta see this. <laughs> Shit might have just fallen off the rails. It's a good thing we're towards the end of the show because I don't know what the hell I just heard, but I'm definitely intrigued to know what the fuck is going on right now. I just sent it to the group. I just sent it to the group. Um, that's one of that's one of my favorite photoshops. There's a lot of photoshops. There's a lot of memes going around. <laughs> yes, dude. Look at Cardona's face too. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're keeping him. Oh fuck, dude! Pontiac's on the map. Mike's representing for for my hometown. Uh, (laughs) Yo, he's representing for something. Son of a bitch, he let him fly. I love it. Hey Corey, remember that time that we let him fly when we went? uh, We went and did that shit for my birthday, and Jake Denton had a mishap. Corey, what are you letting fly? I want to see. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need to let those fly. Look, I always, I always, oh, look, I always get the, uh, the legend. I always get the legend of like these these out these outings with Corey, but I never get to witness any of them, dude. You don't want to yeah, witness this one, I promise. I'm a because I'm a grown man now. That's why life <laughs> oh, has significantly changed. Come on. That man. being said. Next Vegas trip, if I can put the money out. <laughs> yeah, you try that there, you're gonna get tackled by a fucking cop in like 20 seconds. What do you mean? I guess it may have involved shrieking, and somebody may or may not have found out that you know, soft skin areas and cement they don't do well. Not I, I didn't say you, I said somebody, and it was not me. I know who you're talking about, I'm just saying. I know you do, and we're not going to say who it was, but just know, shit got a little gnarly, and uh, we scared the shit out of them. We scared the shit out of them girls once we got back. It's it's past the ten o'clock hour. It's past the ten o'clock hour. We're bringing back knockouts and three counts after dark. Hey, Lindsay Snow was a great first addition to knockouts and three counts yeah. after dark. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see what's up with that. You know, I just saw that her and fellow past guests of the show, Janai Kai, are going to fight. Like. I don't know about you, but I am very much so intrigued by that. You got a leg locker and a chick that'll kick your head in the third fucking row. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go check out our past episode with Janai Kai and uh, the episode that has now been dubbed, thanks to Kyle, uh, the Knockouts and Three Counts After Dark, which happens to uh, feature Lindsay Snow. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. And last but not least, I hear John Cena's coming back. What the fuck? (laughs) Emergency. Break the glass for Big Match John. Break the glass! Break back Big Match John! (laughs) We got too many big guys injured and taking breaks and being out. We need some some hype. Bring them in. Throw them some money. Bring them in. That's exactly what it is, man. So, hey, it'd be good to see him in theory go at it, though. I think I was going to say, who do you think he faces? That's one of those generational clashes everybody wants to see, you know, the future versus the past type of thing. So I think that would work out well. Who do you want to see him face, though? Uh, there's a lot of guys, man. A lot of guys. I want to, I want to see him, well, one being Theory. I want to see him and Lashley go at it once. Ooh. 
I'd like, like to that. see that. That'd be a, that'd be a good. What's what's the quote everybody throws around? A bunch of meaty men doing the thing in the ring, whatever. Yeah, beefy men. So slobberknocker. Just listen obviously, to Jr. in the intro. Obviously, uh, <laughs> him and Seth, Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, and anybody's gonna be great. Mm. And then. Uh, you got guys like Damian Priest, like Finn Balor, like there's guys all over that that roster that John could go at it with, man. I think it'd make for a good show. So they got to figure it out. They got to pivot now because the uh, the herd is thin over there. So there. Well, okay. So we've I've heard this debate over and over and over again on Busted Open. Which shout out to uh, Dave Lagreca and Ryan McKinnell. But is it really Flair's record? Because Flair only had two two world championships in WWE. Cena has 16 in WWE, the same as they were saying how Randy Orton holds that record. I think Ric Flair's record encompasses like all wrestling. And yes, we all see it as his record. But if you really look at it, Flair's only got two championships inside WWE. Yeah, I mean, I'd be cool with it. And at the same time, I don't really care if he does it or not. But if it if he does break the record, it's definitely should be a big marquee moment and definitely celebrated. And with like the relationship that Flair has with wrestling now, I feel like now is probably the best time to do that. If it's not him, I want it to be Randy. I mean, hey man, real quick to the point you were just making. Even though they don't need to necessarily call it Ric Flair's record, can't they just call it like kind of like the Gary Payton Award type deal, where it's like it's his record, but it's you know like. We, whoever it is, but I mean, diehard wrestling fans, dude, I think are always going to look at that as Flair's record when we're talking about who's got the most world championships, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, like, but ultimately, I totally get Bully's point and multiple of the other people's point that we said, you know, since it was brought up, you guys brought it up. I want everybody's opinion on this, Corey. I know you're probably not going to have much of one, but I know Chase and J Bone mm-hmm. will. Where are we going? with the judgment day do you think that edge getting basically beat out of his own gang was uh because of having to you know switch shit around because of cody do you think that they're gonna have him be the big baby face for cena to come back and fight because man i was liking what they were doing with judgment day when it was him and Rhea and priest and then i'm not even mad that finn's in it but to have him just come in and you know just utterly put edge out like that i was like damn that's kind of cold-blooded but now you got to figure this is going to make edge a baby face again what are your thoughts on what we saw on raw last night before we get out of here um i love it i think it's something different you know as someone who doesn't watch watch wwe at all um that news like got to me you know and i watched the clip and i and i was enthralled with the whole promo and i i really did i really did like that i'm not sure about your point with Edge being a babyface for Cena, I don't know. I don't. I don't see why. I don't see. Maybe not a. Baby. He could even be a heel for Cena. I mean, I want to see that Ed be the first thing out. I want to see Edge and Cena, but um, I think hey, it's time to try their hardest to do something different with Finn Balor. So why not? You know, why not try to try to do this? And and finally, it feels like WWE is trying to do something um, out of nowhere. You know, no, no one was predicting this. So I think that's really cool. Uh, I did like the whole dynamic with Edge and Ray Ripley and their, their whole deal. But I like this, too. I'm really looking forward to seeing where it's going. And I don't think we've had a Finn, like, 
a serious heel run yet, right? So we haven't. He was a very good heel when he was doing the Bullet Club thing, right? So let's see what happens. Like, let's give it a try. Edge did his thing for a little bit. Edge is good at every, every, everywhere you need him. So yeah. let let's see what happens. I'm gonna say no Look, to that comment, Donald. Just for the record. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna say maybe. I'm gonna say he might, man. It's gonna depend on. Yeah. We're gonna see. It depends on how Cody's treated. That's, that's how I feel. We'll see. We'll see. That's what, what I was gonna say. With with the immediate success that they brought, like bringing him into uh, the spotlight that they did, basically immediately, I think shows a lot for maybe why someone like MJF would want to showcase his skills elsewhere you know if if he's able to get that same type of treatment where he's immediately has the whole stage basically done up just for him it looks like you know in, in his first walkout that that first walkout for uh cody rhodes was awesome i mean that really was as a, even like a non-wrestling fan that that was it was something to take in you could see that it was something special that they kind of did to bring him into the spotlight and uh to your point, it, if we can, if we see the continued success once he gets back from injury, I know, if I'm not mistaken, I heard MJF has like two years left or something on his contract yeah. or something. So, so it's not like we're talking immediate, like this is you know within the next six months or something. But if we see the the bridge start to be crossed a little bit more, whether it just be Cody's success or other guys crossing that bridge, I could definitely see it happening. I mean, money talks, and he's made yeah. a big deal about wanting to get paid for his uh, services. And I think that's the bottom line. Money talks, but everything that NJF has been and will be in AEW, he can't be that in WWE. You know what I mean? All the all the the curse words, all the antics, the not showing up to shit, uh, you know, punking out reporters. That shit don't fly in WWE, dude. So everything that makes MJF, I don't think you get to see that in WWE. It's and that's be a damn very, good point, too, Donald. The kid is only 24 MJF. years old. Yeah, he's got a long way to go. but So yeah. why rush? You know what I mean? Just and, keep doing what you're doing. Keep keep making people write about you and talk about you and see what happens and you know on your next contract. Let's see. Look, man, MJF. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of that stuff you bring up is true, right? Like that that creative difference that he's able to showcase with, you know, going at these reporters and just going hard on the mic. That is kind of what makes him stand out to such a degree he does. I mean, granted, I'm sure he would be able to still cut some really great promos, even on the more clean side, but it, it does definitely take a, a little bit of a grain off the sword or however you, yeah. you know word it. Hey man, we're regardless of where MJF ends up, as long as he's on my TV screen, I don't give a shit if that's an AEW ring or a WWE ring. I still stick by what I said though. If I'm ever in one of these media scrums and he does to me like he did that other guy, I really don't know <laughs> that I could stand there. But with that being said, this is another episode of Knockouts and Three Counts. Uncle Chase, I appreciate you. If you got any last words you want to throw out to your opponents or those who might be on the fence of making sure they check out that AIW show, BCWA, or anything of the like, feel free to go throw it out. Yo, if you're in Oakland County, come out. I'm 26. If you're a downriver guy and you go to all these other shows, uh, quite a few of you are missing out on BCWA. Uh, you're going to meet new friends. Um, you're going to get a different vibe, see different wrestlers. So come out to BCWA. That's on the 18th. 
if you're a Michigan fan, come out to AIW, dude. I'm talking it's like two and a half hours away, and you're seeing national talent, international talent. It's like a whole different world, and it's only two and a half hours away, guys. It's, it really doesn't make any sense. Make sure you support Mr. Chainsaw um, on IWTV. We got our first big live streams. I know they had live streams, but this year we're getting two. We're getting three. We're getting four after I blow up the internet. So we're, we're going to get it going. Um, for real, thank you to all the supporters. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm big on Twitter. I, that's all I really care about is making jokes on Twitter, and then I have matches sometimes. Uh, so follow me at bald and bougie two four eight. Um, you know, follow J Bone on Twitter also. He needs a hundred followers. <laughs> Almost there, y'all. Let's go, man. Come on, we're three away. Go fuck, go follow J Bone show. If you like, if, hey, have you ever heard of music? It's there. Go check it out. <laughs> that, that's my commercial for you. This is Uncle Tate for the J Bone show. We still gotta make that show music? happen with you and Mega Ran, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's go, bro. It'll be coming. Uh, but no, for real, thank you. And always shout out to Knockouts and Three Counts. Um, I hope to see you guys uh, at some of these shows I'm talking about. Like, I mean, I know GCW's on a Thursday, but, I mean, try to come out to that. Deathmatch Circus, uh, come hang out with me, and we'll kick back some beers with Mike and Don. And, you know, we can we can talk a little. We can record a little from there, too. There's no reason. Uh, you know, some of the guys – Last year was recording there, so for the podcast and stuff. So I mean, we can shoot some stuff there too. I mean, I mean, I we just did a vlog of our trip to Vegas for AEW or nothing, which you can check out. You know, I very well could see one in the works for us doing one at the circus. So, like I said, if that's something you guys want to see, drop it in the comments. Make sure you comment on the one that we just did from Vegas and all those good things. And like I said, this Thursday, nine o'clock. We are going to be joined by Britton Hart Beltron before she gets into the ring and scraps it out with former UFC bet Beck Rawlings. Um, I don't know about you. I love to see two females get in there and scrap, and this bare-knuckle shit is gnarly. And uh, oh, yeah. from what I hear, Britton Hart ain't scared just like we ain't no. scared, so I might create she combustible is. elements on the show <laughs> next week. And... Uh, Scared money don't make no money. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so I can make some money next week. We'll see you there. Peace. Bye. Bye.